James, don't you want to tell us all about Maple Grove, Minnesota? I bet you're super familiar. The shops in Arbor Lakes? You ever go to the shops in Arbor Lakes, James? Uh, I, I must have missed it. <laughs> I can't hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on You Loons, this is Sam. Pod on You Loons, this is James. How are we, guys? We're good. We're good. Back at the microphones for the first time in like a month. Right. We said, we said, let's wait a month because there's going to be so much to talk about. And we have a lot to talk about, don't we? We have like a lot of little things to talk about, but we just don't have anything to talk about that anyone actually wants us to talk about. <laughs> I know. We failed at like the one thing that, well, we didn't fail, but collectively we failed at the one thing we actually needed. <laughs> well, I have a hot take that I'm going to get to in a little bit. I am not panicked. I am pretty calm right now. You guys don't have to be. We can argue about that in a little bit. Got to give the listeners some intrigue after we just basically told them we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> which, which isn't Turn it exactly off right now. true. Turn it off right now. You don't need to listen any longer, friends. It Honestly, it isn't true, right? Because the last time we published an episode... About a month ago, not quite a month ago, but about a month ago, there was like player signings almost immediately after. And we made a ton of jokes about how, oh, of course, we waited like a month. And of course, the club would announce a new signing immediately after we put out an episode. So I think that that means, guys, you heard it here first. Minnesota United is going to announce a signing on Tuesday, February 16th. There you go. (laughs) I'm ready. I hope so, Sam. Yep. Because I am nervous. But we'll talk more about that later. Let's talk about that later. We got some, we got a news roundup to get to. A lot going around the league, a lot going on around Minnesota United. Maybe not as much as we want, but a lot going around all over the place. Let's get to it. Justin, do you want to start? Yeah, so there's been a couple signings, uh, high pro, high-ish profile signings in the league. Uh, the first one is uh, Alexandre Pato. Is that how you say his name? Is it just Pato? I can't remember. Alexandre Pato. Alexandre I know that Pato. Yeah, I know that that is my wife's fantasy football team name, Patos. Or Los <laughs> After Patos. him. After him. No, right? Because her last, her maiden name is Hyduck, so she. And she studied in Spain, right? So she, patos means duck, right? Gotcha. So anyway, he signed with Orlando City from Sao Paulo. So uh, this name is a blast from the past for me because he was super good back when I first got into soccer. Like he was a wonder kid for Brazil. He was a big part of their 2006 World Cup run when he was 17 years old. Uh, Starred for AC Milan before injuries derailed his career. He just bounced all over the place. A little bit went back to Brazil after after the injuries in with Milan, and then tried to come back into Europe. Played two games for Chelsea. Do you remember either of those oh my games? God. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, between Drogba and like, well, still now, Chelsea has brought in so many different strikers between Morata and uh, Diego Costa, and now Timo Werner, and just. There have been just so many strikers. They have not been very consistent in that position. I guess, yeah, um, <laughs> he is sounding familiar. It's almost like, which do they have more, managers or strikers? You know, it's, the, <laughs> it's the toss-up right now. Yeah, I know you think you're joking, but it has to be strikers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he he had a little stint, tried to tried to make it work with Chelsea. Obviously didn't, as, as Sam knows. Uh, had a little stint with Villarreal. Couldn't really get go, going in Europe. So went back, went back to, actually before this, sorry. Before going back to, to Brazil, he spent some time in China, which James and I talked about is like the retirement community for professional soccer. It sounds like more so than MLS, huh? Well, yeah, because yeah. we, we also have the young guys making their way to Europe. We go both ways, right? Right. Yeah. So, Ch- yeah, so China, he, is, China is exclusively... Older people, mainly from Chelsea, actually, as we figured out, <laughs> going, <laughs> going so, yeah, from so he, Chelsea. 
He spent three years and, and mind you, he's only 31, right? So he's, he's not like, he's not a senior citizen, maybe for soccer standards, uh, but spent three years in China, just tearing it up. He actually, fun fact, he had a chance. He played three years in China. They offered him an extension for three more years for 40 million euro. And he turned it down because he wanted to go back home to Brazil where he ended up playing at Sao Paulo for a couple of years. And now like they voided his contract after this past season. And now he's on a one-year free transfer deal with Orlando City. So, you know, a former former wonder kid that's trying to make it back into relevance, I guess, with the MLS team. We'll see. We'll see if he does anything. But it's it's kind of a just a, a funny name to see show back up again. And just to put that into like uh, U.S. dollars, that's about forty-eight, forty-nine mil, forty-nine million U.S. dollars. A lot of cash. I would live in China for three years. For- <laughs> That's like uh, yeah, one so- NFL quarterback for a season. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, well, I mean, considering like I was looking at his transfer, his transfer prices. So like he, uh, the most he ever went for was, was the 24 million euros that got him to Milan from, from Corinthian. or no, from Internacional. So he got, he sold for 24 million when he was 19, 18 years old. Uh, and then he 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 was sold to China for eighteen million, and then sold back to his other club for like three million. So China must just like they just they just have, it's like monopoly money for them, right? Like he just they could just throw whatever they want at these players. Yeah. So he's he's the 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 I guess like the biggest name. I'd never heard of this other kid, but FC Cincinnati made a big splashy move for a young Brazilian talent named Brenner. Had it, you got, either of you guys ever heard of Brenner? I've heard a lot about him recently uh, yeah. because, <laughs> because Cincinnati made the splash and it's been all over extra time and Twitter and all of that. So I've heard a lot about him recently, but no, I did not know uh, that name prior to this move. So he, uh 21 year old Brazilian player, Brenner also from San pa- Sao Paulo. So him and uh, Alexandre Pato were teammates uh, recently there. So he is signed as a young DP for $13 million. Hopefully it works out better for them than uh, our boy Thomas Chacon. He scored uh, 22 goals for Sao Paulo in 2020. So that's pretty impressive uh, to be, you know, start scoring first team goals as a 20-year-old. He has been labeled the next Gabby Jesus. It's a pretty big, pretty big comparison. And he wants to play for Barca someday. So we might be you know, might be seeing another one of those big name guys or not big name guys, but like an ascending star that will take that next step in MLS for, for FC Cincinnati of all places, but good, good for them. Um, so we might, this might be another like Miguel Amaran or some guy that, that takes the next step in this league. And, you know, maybe, maybe they, they cash in that $13 million transfer fee for, for a much bigger one in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. That is big money for for an MLS team to spend, especially Cincinnati. If I heard that an MLS club was spending $13 million on a player, Cincinnati would be near the bottom of the list of teams, I would assume, paid that money. Yeah. They mean business if they're spending $13 million. So the big takeaway, the big takeaway from this is that everyone else is getting a Brazilian number nine, except for us guys. Everyone else is getting a Brazilian? <laughs> <laughs> Sam likes to get a Brazilian. Everybody except for us. So that's kind of a bummer, but who knows? Are you guys worried, though? I know, Justin, you alluded to the fact that you're worried. Are, are you? Well, when does training camp start, Sam? We know when preseason starts, but the, the reason I'm not too worried yet, and we, we've talked about this a little, actually the past two preseasons we've brought up, when we've signed our most recent players and this season in particular, the season was delayed a month and a half. So the MLS regular season isn't going to start until the middle of April. Usually it starts right around March 1st, March 2nd. We, we've talked about this, right? Some of our big signings that we've made in the off season in the past two years, young Gregish was January 1st, Ozzy, January 10th, Ramon Metnair, January 25th, Ike Opara, January 28th, Vito Minone, February 10th. And then last season, it was Tyler Miller, January 16th, Luis Amaria, January 28th. 
Well, you, you take January 28th and you add a month and a half to it, all of a sudden, right, you're in the middle of March. Yeah. For that reason, I'm not too nervous yet, especially when you hear about us, for example, going after, say, a striker in France, where that striker is currently contributing to the team and that team has unfinished business in their league in a place that they want to reach on their league table. That was the same situation we saw with Emmanuel Reynoso last season is Boca wasn't quite ready to part with Emmanuel Reynoso because they still had plans for them. They had unfinished business. Us delaying the season a month and a half and kind of extending the amount of time in which we're able to do business, that makes me feel a lot more comfortable. And then the fact that the MLS is a playoff league and you can start a little bit slow and climb up a little bit in the table and still have a chance to really make a push in the playoffs, that's a lot different than if you are in a non-playoff league where if you fall behind your point deficit starts to be 10, 15, 20 points, you're not climbing that back up. But the fact that we have the playoffs, we saw what Emmanuel Reynoso was able to do and how far he was able to push this team in only half a season. It's not that I'm 100% calm and eased, (laughs) just chilled out about this, but it's not the end of the world right now. The thing for me is like, I just watched Twitter And Twitter has a whole bunch of teams being like, hey, we're going to announce this person, hint, and there's like a flag, and, you know, it's all hype. And Minnesota's like, it's Monday. (laughs) It's Tuesday. Again, Tuesday again. It's Wednesday. You guessed it. Like, guys, (laughs) come on, please. Can we, like, (laughs) can we sign someone already? (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Every day I log in and it's just Minnesota United saying, Thursday. The thing that makes me nervous, though, is that obviously, like the the European transfer deadline has passed, so we're not getting someone from Europe this time, right? Like, I, I guess I don't know when the other transfer windows open or close, but I I, I understand where you guys where you're coming from, Sam, and and maybe this this guy from France will show up this summer, but we do need a guy to play the number nine role at the beginning of the season. Like we do have to have, I love, shout out Foster Langsdorf. If you listen, my man, you know, great, awesome, but we need a striker. And I know that we, we, we liked having load there as like a emergency option in the past, but I'd rather have a guy that actually plays that, that role, play the role. So I, I would hope that we have one at the beginning of the year. Maybe it's not the splashy DP pick, but we have to have a guy that we can trot out for the first couple months of the season though well and i don't see a situation where we don't have someone in fact i i don't see a situation where we don't bring in at least two guys if we're willing to let big celery walk we're at least signing someone of his caliber or better and if we're signing someone of his caliber we're signing them younger well this uh this is all the preseason like this is all of the like transfer windows that are left open brazil Japan, Sweden, Norway, uh, the U.S. and Canada, and then Finland opens the 1st of March. So hence why all our, our, our Brazilian friends are getting signed right now. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe a Brazilian is in our future. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a lot of pickings there, to no. be honest. Like... <laughs> Does uh, Lod have any friends that uh, that want to join the super the fin the Finnish super squad that we got growing right now? I'm yeah, I'm gathering that Lod has some friends, right? Yeah, can we just get like half the Finnish national team? Like, is that <laughs> something we can try? To- just Renoso feeding like Finland Finns left and right. Yeah, he'll <laughs> get like um, uh, what is it like uh, honorary citizenship for Finland, so he can go play what? there. Everyone has to have a minimum of three U's in their name, right? Like, <laughs> things love the letter U. All the names got to have a ton of U's. But Robin Lud doesn't have Robin Lud doesn't have a single one. Whatever. He's special. He's got a cool name. Yeah. Speaking of Finns, though, let's, uh, let's segue into 
updates on things that we did do. Yeah, we do oh, have man. a legit transfer coming in. He is legit. James, as the person most likely to get his name right, you want to give it a go? <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, Yuka Raitala, who is a left back out of, out of Finland, obviously. God, that's um, where the female listeners come in right there. Yeah. Versatile along the back line has 53 caps for Finland, who are going to the Euros, wherever that may be held this year, because um, they still haven't really had an update on where they're going to hold it as a side point, because um, it's supposed to be all over Europe, but that's not going to happen. Does get most of his playing time on the right, though. With they should Robert just Luke. have the Euros in Florida. <laughs> Fly everyone to Florida. The bubble. Well, it doesn't even have to be a bubble. Like, just bring them to Florida. <laughs> Florida doesn't even have a bubble. Yeah, I mean, he's 32. He turns 33 this year. So he's a little older. Experienced, I think. Experience in the back line, I think, is what we're going for. Because we don't want a repeat of the playoffs, basically. We acquired him from the big CF. Uh, whatever Montreal's called now. I... <laughs> Who knows? Uh, in exchange for the MLS rights to Andrew Booth. They're no longer called the Impact. <laughs> the the Impact. Montreal Impact. Yeah. I don't get that, man. Like, how often do you guys change names as, as clubs? This is just never a thing that happens in Europe, really. When in doubt, just turn it into a football club. Just United. When in doubt, like if, if, <laughs> your, if your name sucks, just change it to United, you know? FC, whatever. Yeah. Or SC, depending on where you want to go. There was a little Um, bit of an identity crisis in American soccer for a while where, like, when it started, they were really trying to Americanize it. And now, fast forward 25 years, and most of the fan base, most of the MLS fan base, is educated in European soccer or European football. And they, yeah, having it more resembled that now is a better marketing decision for the MLS. But at the time, you wanted everything to be like, you know, the Minnesota Monster Trucks or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That dope <laughs> name. That'd be a dope name. That'd be sweet. rolling over the competition. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I liked I liked Montreal Impact. Like I I thought that was a good name. Well, and actually, their fan base seems kind of pissed. I was seeing on Twitter that like their supporters groups made a. Despite the fact that their new logo is sweet, their their supporters groups put out a statement saying that they don't like the name change and they want it to be the impact again. Well, actually, it also happened in uh, the NWSL as well. Like the Seattle Reign got uh, taken over by uh, like Olympio Leon. Sure. It's called. We talked about it, I think, once in a few episodes ago. But uh, yeah, same thing. Just totally changing the identity. Oh, well, that's what happens. Yeah, Andrew Booth. We took this guy with the 96th overall pick in last year's Super Draft, and we obviously never signed him (laughs) because he didn't come out of the first or second round. Uh, But we kept his rights somehow. We we kept his rights, obviously. This this is one of those situations where we were able to trade him for something. Like this was, all right, what can we... What can we tantalize our fan base with? Let's have a name that they'll ne- they'll never see this guy, but at least there's a name, right? And and we'll feel like we didn't get scammed. <laughs> we didn't get scammed for Caden Clark as much right. if we and, can float this out. Hey, and this is better than trading for a pick we're going to forfeit anyway, right? Like like let's <laughs> yeah. this is the actual name. Andrew Booth could be something. So it- I don't know anything about Andrew Booth, but I do know that the Greenville Triumph were the champions of the USL League One. They had a very good season. I'm not sure if Andrew Booth contributed to that very good season, but maybe maybe he did. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know either. I mean, if I Google Andrew Booth, it comes up with a cornerback out of Clemson. So that's I'm not exactly <laughs> that's not exactly, you know. It's not promising. <laughs> <laughs> doing a lot. I love doing uh, podcasts with James because you, you come up with a question. And he's just like. <laughs> so our, our boy, Andrew Booth has made seven starts or has played in seven games for green for Greenville. So I'm yeah, that guessing that's been all not, they had last year. 
They only That's played a handful yeah. of games last season. Oh, you know what? He made his debut in a win over Ford Madison. Ah. Mm, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, he did go to the Jamaican under-20 national training camp. <laughs> he at least made it that far. He didn't get capped. But, he like, he, capped. you know, he, he can kick a ball. <laughs> All right. Someone I mean, else that can kick a ball. So the, the, another big signing uh, is Patrick Weah, a uh, 17-year-old homegrown from Maple Grove. He's a big kid, uh, 6'1", 180. Uh, he's, kind of a, he, he's kind of a big deal in, in Minnesota high school soccer. He was the Minnesota State High School Player of the Year in 2017 when he was only 14 years old, playing for Wyzetta, which is that where Cece's going to go to school if you keep living where you're living? Is she Wyzetta? No, we're we're zoned to Armstrong. Okay, awesome. But anyway, that's where that's where he went to high school. Uh, I looked and he had like a pretty awesome run there. He only played for two seasons for the team, but led him to a state championship. And obviously, he was the player of the year. Uh, he's currently a freshman for St. Louis University. I don't know how that works. I don't know if he's going to continue to play. I looked it up and he's played. They they actually just started their season last or beginning of this month. You know, with with all the COVID stuff, their seasons just started up. So he's played three games this year as a freshman for them. A seventeen year old freshman though, that's that's kind of crazy. Like he won't turn eighteen until next next winter. So this seems like it's a it's a long time coming because he actually was an academy kid for Minnesota United back when that was actually a thing. And I I remember kind of thinking about him as a potential homegrown talent in the past because he actually was was training with the team last preseason. So uh, before the, the shutdown happened, he was he was a part of first team training, preparing the team for the, 20, the 2020 season. Um, so yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Sam put some fun facts. I like these little fun facts you put, Sam. <laughs> well, I, I just look him up on MNUSC.com <laughs> and it doesn't say a lot there. Right, because he right. an academy kid that just signed, but it does say that the fictional character he'd like to meet is Patrick Starr, <laughs> in that his number one bucket list item is to clean his room. So, um, <laughs> Who, who's the fictional character that you guys would like to meet? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. I mean, if we're gonna tease this guy for Patrick Starr, who are you guys going to meet? I would like a Mister Meeseeks. If you're a fan of Rick and Morty, I would like a man, like a, I could press a button and this creature solves my problems. You guys aren't familiar. Maybe people listening at home will understand this, but that's what I'd like to meet. Sam? I, yeah, I feel like mine would have just been like some stupid crush I had in high school. Like, <laughs> like Patty Manis? Yeah. Like Patty Manis? From that 70s show. I don't know. I figured you'd be a Patty Mayonnaise kind of guy. I mean, we all were, but... <laughs> you kind of are like Doug, Sam. <laughs> what about you, James? I mean, I think it'd be cool to like hang out with like Star-Lord or something. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. Okay. I was thinking like, like cartoons. Yeah, you went cartoons. Yeah, I went... I guess it could be whatever. So anyway, so uh, he's he's got some some soccer in his blood though. Uh, other than being great himself at high school soccer in Minnesota, his brother Clarence uh, played for Sporting Kansas City's U nineteen team before COVID happened. No idea what he's doing now, uh, if that if that's even a thing anymore. Uh, his cousin though is kind of a big deal, Timothy Wea. I would say like before before Giovanni Reina kind of burst on the scene as being like the next uh, wonder kid from America after Christian Pulisic, I, Timothy Weah was definitely up there on that list as well. Uh, he currently plays for, is it Lil? 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 Lil. So he, cur- he currently plays for Lil, uh, but he was before that, he, he academied at PSG and actually you know played five games before he was 20 for PSG. Uh, but unfortunately had some injuries uh, the last couple seasons that kind of derailed his career a little bit, but he's still only 20 years old. Uh, so he, he, he might be a guy to look forward to. Obviously he's part of this next wave of American superstar young guys. Obviously if he can stay healthy, he's, he's potentially the number nine of the future for the U S men's national team. He's already made 10 caps for the team, you know, before he turned 20, but even more famous yeah, the is, big is, 
yeah. even more famous is is his Timothy Wea's dad, who is Patrick Wea's uncle, is uh, George Wea, uh, who Ballon d'Or, as I say it, Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so like the best player in the world, right? Like that's what that means. Yep. Uh, so he he won the Ballon d'Or, and is actually currently the president of Liberia, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. How does uh, that yes. work? I, I mean, we've joked that Brett Favre could be the governor of Wisconsin, but I never thought it would happen. But he's from, so he's from, he's a, he's a famous person. I mean, look at I, our, our lovely country here, Sam. We just, we, we just got done with, with what we just had. Right. Uh, so he got elected. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know much about George Way's politics, but let's not compare him. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he, he's been the president for two years or whatever. But obviously, a star considered to be one of the greatest African players to ever play the game. Yeah. Uh, star for AC Milan, PSG, and even uh, played for uh, Chelsea for a little bit. Sam, wasn't everybody? Everyone did. Everyone. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone played for Chelsea for a little bit. So, so this is. I mean, obviously, like this is. This could be. I mean, this could be nothing, right? Like, but it also could be a, a big move, uh, bringing in a guy like a quality young player from the state. Uh, maybe maybe we're not going to try to pull another Caden Clark and miss out on some young like young talent. Uh, hopefully, we can develop this kid. So I'm excited to see what happens with Patrick. Uh, obviously, the bloodline is there for him to be good. So yeah, we'll see. Mate, like if he even has one fifth of the talent of his uncle, that's already going to be like just incredible. I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with that. We also have some re-signings to talk about. As of February 2nd, it was announced that Ja'Cory Hayes, Brent Coleman, Callum Montgomery, who we recently acquired from Dallas, and Adrian Zendeja, our backup goalkeeper we brought in last season. All four of them were re-signed to the team for the 2021 season. It was also announced at that same time that we are saying goodbye to Marlon Harrison. So best of luck, Marlon. I, I personally thought he would be back with the team, but same. I guess not. Yeah, we won't boo you, buddy. Who knows? By this time, he might have already found a new team. But wherever he ends up, wish him the best of the luck. Thank you for everything this past year. We also we've re-signed Ozzy Alonso. This was more recent news. He'll be staying on in a backup role for Minnesota United, as well as serving as the quote club ambassador, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever uh, that means. <laughs> very nice. Uh, not not to bring up Brett Favre twice in the past half hour, but uh, <laughs> Brett Favre was offered that title to be the ambassador, and instead he went to the Jets. So when he tried to unretire, and the Packers weren't ready to give him Aaron Rodgers' spot, well, what's he going to do? Is he going to just be? He's going to just be Aaron Rodgers' backup? That's terrible. He wouldn't do that. Why? No, no. I, I'm right. I'm not saying that he made. <laughs> I'm not saying that Brett Favre was a fool for not being the club ambassador for the Green Bay Packers. I'm just saying he was offered that job to stay retired and not come back and try to play in the NFL. Instead, he went to New York and sent some pictures. That he did. That he did. <laughs> Hopefully, Eichel Parr will be back soon. One person who will not be coming to the club. Ah, uh, and. I don't think my buddy Omar is listening, but wag of the finger at Omar. Andreas Ibarguin, formerly of Club America, we all thought he was on his way to Minnesota United to replace Kevin Molino. He is not. A Mexican news source said that he was probably coming our way, and Omar told me that that news source was legit. <laughs> Scammed. Scammed. Actually, I, I, I hadn't planned on saying this, but this is... Big news, Omar, uh, our friend Omar, former high school classmate of mine and friend of the show, he came on one day without you guys and talked all about his supporters group, Labara 608 for Forward Madison. He, in the, in the, the oh, they call it like the lower league E-Cup. Yeah. He made it to the second division finals for the PlayStation 4 bracket. So congratulations to Omar of Labara 608. Super excited for you. That that's, that's awesome. huge. That is huge. Like that's a national thing. So yeah, I went to high school with that guy. Sorry for just getting at you about <laughs> about things. 
Mexican news. Great, great work, but scammed me on the news train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Speaking of Kevin Molino, though, mm. he wants to lift trophies this year, guys. I mean, you do join the team that just won the MLS Cup. I guess, like, I mean, they kind of, you know, the bar is pretty high for them at this point. It's just a bummer because uh, we were twice very close to lifting trophies this year, Kevin Molino. I mean, he also gets to play Champions League football, right? The champions! Do they have a cool song for our Champions League? Probably not that cool, but yeah, I'm sure they do. (laughs) I mean, the MLS has like the Dark Knight background music now, so... Okay, yeah, fair enough. That's well, they cool. they have the composer that did the Dark Knight. I can't remember what his name was. He's famous. Oh. Okay, he's famous. He he does the MLS anthem. You, whatever, guys. <laughs> oh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that before every game? I haven't heard that yet. Well, it's because we haven't been allowed to go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, you know, I'm, did, I'm, Justin, I'm did you get your shot yet? Did I get my shot yet? No, I have not. I have not got my shot yet. Oh. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that I'll get. I, I, I filled out a Google form from the, the state of Minnesota because uh, n- nothing against them. I can't imagine. I can't imagine trying to roll out a, a vaccination program, but they keep changing their their strategy, Sam. But I will. I will hold hold back and, and hope hope that. Uh, that I get mine soon, even though I will be back in my school building on February 22nd. PSA for anyone that hasn't gotten their vaccine yet, you don't get much notice when your vaccine is ready. My school was allotted a certain amount, and I was on the phone calling people at like 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., getting them to sign in because we were basically, we were told after school hours that we had these vaccines and we were told that the people receiving those vaccines had to sign up at exactly 6 p.m. or at exactly whatever time it was. And if they didn't sign up exactly then, they would likely get pushed to the end of the line. So keep your phones on if you're (laughs) supposed to get them through your employer. Keep your phones on if you're supposed to get them through whatever clinic you go to. I have a friend that was basically called by her clinic saying, hey, we have a vaccine for you. You can drive over right now. It's yours. So she just packed up and drove to Rochester to go get it. You don't get a lot of notice and they're not always in convenient spots. But hey, at least you get one. That's my PSA. Keep your phone on. Yeah, it's um, where uh, we're going. We're going slow. We're going slow and steady uh, in the Netherlands. Probably too slow. I don't think anyone's going fast. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the UK has vaccinated like 15 million people or something. Yeah, 15 million people. And we've vaccinated half a million. Mm. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're on the slow end. Okay. All right. Well, enough about vaccinations. There's a rumored signing, James. And again, you're the person most likely to get his name right. So why don't you go for it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andrea Onu. From France, mm. nice. Again. Yeah, Ooh, that's twenty-seven-year-old nice. backup striker from Stade Rennais. Even that one, you did good. Ah, it's a nice age, twenty-seven. Um, we've all passed it, but I've heard it's good <laughs> for strikers. So, how many twenty-seven-year-old yeah. strikers has Chelsea signed, Sam? Like all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know how they talk about like. 27 as a musician is like the age where all the famous musicians, you know, 27 in Chelsea terms is like the perfect striker age. That's like when all of them just go to Chelsea before they go to China. Um, But yeah, Minnesota United, uh, we're trying to bring him in. However, as you alluded to earlier, uh, the club is currently trying to hold on to a Europa League spot and they aren't going to let him go. So the season ends May 23rd. So I guess we're now on uh, on new watch <laughs> mm. after May. Now the good news though is these reports are not from fan accounts in the United States. Like these are like legitimate sources, right? That are saying that we're in on this guy. Yeah, or from that new source that Omar said was okay. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Lied to our faces. <laughs> well, I actually think 
yeah, they're they're kind of losing touch a little bit actually with that Europa League spot. They're uh, they are eleven points behind Monaco with only one game in hand. Well, it wouldn't matter at this point because their transfer window closed, so now we have to wait until July anyway. Yep, second of Feb. So, but I do like going after this kind of a player because at 27 years old, being a backup striker for a upper half of the table Liga Un club, he's not going to get a bigger shot in Europe at this point, right? Like he's not going to be placed into a featured role for a better club than what he's at right now. And and right now he's only the backup striker. Come on over to the MLS, be featured in a larger role, and let's go get this MLS cup. We'll do our best not to butcher your name. Come over here. What happened the last time we brought a guy over from France? Roman Metnair has been fantastic for us. Debassi's uh, been great. Basti has been solid. So, Also, uh, Andrian uh, expressed an interest to play in the Polish national team. So maybe we get to have like a Twitter account that has a Polish flag on it, just like uh, whoever it was this week. Ooh, there, you go. there was some team this week. Andrea's uh, grandmother is Polish, so he's allowed to play for them, apparently. Uh, very quickly, Chase Gasper, our 25-year-old left back, is the target of Norway's Viking FK. I personally hope he stays unless they throw a ton of money at us and he wants to go. But just throwing that out there, that Chase Gasper getting some interest from a team in Europe that does push to qualify for the champions in Europa League. Interesting stuff. Yeah. And we know that this window is still open. You know, there's been a number of guys that are going on loan spells to Europe. This wasn't a loan spell or anything like this. It was like a straight up transfer. Well, they're requesting or they're inquiring. Mm. I haven't heard anything to say that we're going to take them up on it, but they're inquiring about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope they keep Chase around. I mean, like, I guess, like, maybe they 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 think that they have options now with with this with our new newest uh, Finnish friend. But I don't know. Chase has been a great player for us. Just a good work ethic. Obviously, He's the so price much younger than right. those guys too. Right. Exactly. He's not twenty seven yet, right? He can't play striker for Chelsea yet. He's he's still. <laughs> at time. Although, although it has to be said, there is another Chelsea link here because. Uh, in Viking FK's like uh, Wikipedia thing, it's like their notable European successes include knocking Chelsea out of the UEFA Cup back in 2002. Also, they play in Viking Stadium. That's pretty cool. Do you think they score? Yeah. Do you score champ? Probably, Probably. not. I mean, that's, that's more the Icelandic thing, right? Right. Roy Hodgson was their manager. You know, there's there's some history here. Yeah. But we, but we want to keep him. Thanks. We want to keep him. <laughs> Thanks, Norway. So let's get to just, there are just a couple of updates as we get into the upcoming season. So collective bargaining update, the lockout was avoided. The owners in the union have extended the current CBA through 2027. The players in return will receive 100% of their 2021 compensation. And in addition, salary increases from 2021 to 2027 were outlined. So the maximum non-DP salary increases from 612000 in 2021 to 883000 in 2027. The minimum salary for players on a senior roster increases from 81000 in 2021 to 125000 in 2027. And the minimum salary for players on the reserve roster increases from 63000 in 2021 to 97000 in 2027. Players are also to have a share in the increased revenue generated by new media agreements starting in 2023. But the owners can now experience the next two World Cups under the current CBA. As we all know how America reacts to a World Cup is that when we just start loving soccer. We love soccer when we're in the World Cup. And a few of those people that hop on the train stay on the train. And the the owners, the league, they don't have to negotiate now for two World Cups. Yeah, and I mean, the 2026 one is in the US. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's even bigger hype because you guys definitely make it. 
That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I think we're going to yeah, make you, the next one, too. The one that's like this year? 2022. We should make that one. Next year? Next year? Yeah. If we don't make it, something's wrong. I mean, something was wrong four years ago. I'm not... <laughs> but it would be even worse given the qualification, uh, the path to qualification that they have. The schedule was also more or less announced, guys. So we we said... The MLS regular season, it will be 34 regular season games, which is back to normal. Last season was only 23. We'll have a home and away with every Western Conference team. We'll play 10 of the Eastern Conference teams. How many times are we going to play sport in Kansas City? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that's, that's the important question. It looks like that's not going to be a thing. It looks like we're going to have more of a just balanced schedule, which I think we will all welcome we'll only play sport in kansas city twice in the regular season i think that that's cool same with dallas same with houston and colorado we'll see them <laughs> twice in the regular season toronto fc's preseason starts february 24th because they have to prepare for the canadian championship atlanta columbus philadelphia and portland have to start March 1st to prepare for the CONCACAF Champions League. And as we have said before, it is a total joke that Atlanta, after finishing way near the bottom of the league last year, gets into the Champions League just because they won the 2019 Open Cup and they didn't have a 2020 Open Cup. So they are just brought in again. I would like I would like our listeners to know that Sam has brought this up so much. This, <laughs> this really has him in a hizzy. Huge on and, off, on and <laughs> off podcast, by the way. The rest of the MLS teams will begin their preseason March eighth. Should we should we get uh should we get Sam a shirt that says my two favorite teams are Minnesota United and whoever <laughs> everyone played, playing Atlanta? Atlanta and the, the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> In the twenty twenty one CONCACAF Championship. <laughs> I'm not I'm not necessarily anti-Atlanta. I mean, they would be one of my least favorite teams in the league, but I'm just mad that they're allowed in the 2021 Champions League. It doesn't make any sense. Sam's like, I hope Yosef Martinez tears his ACL again. No, no, I would (laughs) never do that. I would never do that. But opening weekend of the MLS, April 17th. So we're going to be starting some preseason March 8th. Opening weekend of the MLS, April 17th. We'll get things rolling. I'm excited. It is still unknown if the Canadian clubs are going to have to have an American home for a while. Yeah, because if we if we don't play them, I guess we just play more Eastern. We just sporting Kansas City games. We just pile more oh, of them in yeah. instead. No. It's actually the day I move house as well. Basically, we at the keys the day before opening weekend. Oh, brand new setup. Nice. Congrats, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Thanks, man. I know. I don't tell you guys a lot until we come on a podcast. And then it's <laughs> podcast. All right. We got one more big announcement. It's not our announcement. I don't know why I said it like that. But the U.S. Open Cup. So it's cancellation for the 2020 season ended a 106 year streak. James, you might not know this, but until then, the U.S. Open Cup was the longest continuously held soccer tournament in the world because it wasn't I'm impressed. It wasn't canceled during World War II like all of your guys' so yeah well I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Right. That wasn't me throwing shade. Come on. <laughs> that was the Pearl Harbor year. Job to do. They had planned on having it at Pearl Harbor that year, but I'm sorry. That's that terrible. <laughs> Some of us had a job to do and had to wait for you guys to turn up. Yeah. While you guys were playing soccer. I think this is the only time in the history of the world that Americans were accused by Europeans for being late because they were playing soccer. (laughs) I'm looking at the the names of the teams that have won this, and there's some solid names. Like in this this long, what what do we got? The Brooklyn Italians. Yep. The Brooklyn Hispano. Okay. uh, New York Freedom. The Greek Americans, like just wow, yeah, yeah, and I think some of those have some pretty uh, storied histories and are still around as amateur clubs. So, New York Ukrainians, there you go. The Rhode Island Poor Tuckets, 
Ooh, Philadelphia Ukrainians. Do you think they have like a Ukrainian derby? The Philadelphia Ukrainians and the York Ukrainians? What? Like the St. Louis Simpkins Ford? Like what? Okay. You guys the Kansas City that. Wizards. You guys the Kansas keep... City Wizards. We should that, that, that was back. that was Sporting Kansas City's original name. Yeah. And that's actually so I don't think people realized how cool the Wizards names name was it was in reference to the wizard of oz that was why they did it that's pretty cool wow sorry i'm laughing at another one i thought it it says the st louis bush seniors and i thought that was like they named a team after george bush senior but it's 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 after the the bush brewery oh man there's some great names chicago viking fc all right you guys keep looking at old names that won the u.s open cup I'm just going to run down how this is going to look because. <laughs> Ooh, Robin's Dry Dock. I like that name. I play for Robin's Dry Dock. They won it in 1918. Can, can we go back to like Sparta Athletic and Benevolent Association Football Club? <laughs> because that's a quality name. Okay. Oh my God, guys. Do you just want another pod where we just list these <laughs> off? <laughs> There's a team called Ben Miller. Ben Millers. Uh, that one's from Missouri. They were named after a hat company. One day a team from Indianapolis will win, I think. But apparently not not, not soon. All right. Third time's the charm. This is the format for how the U.S. Open Cup is going to work <laughs> in 2021. It's going to be different. Usually there's like over 100 teams. This year there's only 24 in five rounds. So the first round is eight teams from the USL championship, four teams from division three, which is USL league one and NISA. Justin, you learned about NISA last week or mm-hmm. last nice. Month. Nice. Yep. And then only four amateur clubs. So like NPSL, USL league two uh, leagues like that. So only four of them. It is sounding actually listening to our friend, Jeremy rushing in his 10 K pitches podcast. He says Minneapolis City, Forward Madison, any other local lower division clubs. Looks like they don't have a shot at playing in this thing. But Minnesota United should. Okay. Eight MLS clubs will enter in the next round. So the round of 16. And Minnesota United should be one of those. If they took just four Western Conference and four Eastern Conference we would be in for finishing fourth in the Western Conference. Or if they went by the Supporter Shield standings, we finished ninth, but one of the teams that finished ahead of us was Toronto, and Toronto isn't allowed in. So we were one of the top eight American teams in the standings. The only possible way in my mind that we could be left out is if they bump the eighth place team in favor of inviting back the defending champions from 2019, <laughs> Atlanta United. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, if you're a host, you might get the automatic in. I don't know. No, there was there was no automatic in for the host. I would find it just such a shame if not only did Atlanta United get in for the Champions League, but also for the U.S. Open Cup. Because the U.S. Open Cup is how you qualify for the Champions League. You got to give someone else a shot. Normally, I would say the defending champion should be in. And I would be all for Atlanta United being in if they weren't already in the Champions League. But the fact that they're already in, you got to leave them out. My three favorite teams. Minnesota United. (laughs) Whoever plays Atlanta in the U.S. Open Cup. And whoever plays Atlanta in the CONCACAF Champions League. 2021, though. Only 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for example, if you look at the, the like the only four D3 teams from USL 1 and NISA, like, you pick the top two teams from each one, right? Which is Greenville, Triumph, and Union Omaha. So I don't think Ford Madison's going to work. No, no. Ford Madison didn't have a good season last year, but... The only shame, and Jeremy Rushing reminded me of this in his podcast, is so Minneapolis City was playing a team in Chicago, and had they advanced, they would have played forward Madison. And 
just knowing how the U.S. Open Cup works, where a lot of the draws are based on region and proximity. Think of how cool it would have been not only to have a meaningful game between Forward Madison and Minneapolis City, but then also the winner of that game might have had a shot at playing against Minnesota United in a meaningful game. That would have been crazy. That would have been so cool to see, but we'll have to wait at least until 2022 for that. Wow. That was a lot. That was a lot, guys. Oh, last bit. We haven't talked about the last bit. We don't ha- we're going to have a new jersey soon, Sam. We will, but it hasn't been announced yet. It's probably going to be announced on say February 16th. Um, will it be plain white? It's the snowdrift. Look at our white well, jersey. You, you haven't put your rankings in, Justin, so we don't know what you like. Man, oh man, I'm sorry. Well, are we I want Do we want to do this right now when we don't have a new one to talk about? No, we we can we can we can do it next time when we do have a new one. I'm just reminding Justin yeah. that he's late. I did see Sam it. that the wing kits are on sale, so they must not be selling well. So maybe you should go buy yourself a wing kit. I, you, you know, <laughs> I I'm not trying to get give away any spoilers, but <laughs> but <laughs> but that collar no. on the I don't mind the three stripes on the shoulder. My only thing the only thing I don't like about the three stripes on the shoulder is that every team has those and by every team having them it becomes less cool. But that collar, that just deep mm. neck collar and then the way it kind of stands up behind, I don't like that at all. And it's the same material on the sleeve the sleeve looks weird too cuz it's like the same thing. Well, we we can get in a hizzy about kits and who makes kits and stuff in the once we have the new one. Yeah. As soon as we have a new kit, we are going to do just a little rundown on every kit in the MLS era of Minnesota United so far. What we like, what we don't like. We'll rank them. We'll see some sort of aggregate score. It'll be great. It'll be great. Maybe we'll get... I feel like this is something that Grant would get in a hizzy about. Maybe we'll see if Grant wants to come on for this one. I can see Grant and I getting in a hizzy about this. We were already talking on Twitter about it. So so I did see, though, that a lot of teams that, that, that are, the kits are coming out, they do all have the they all have the same shoulders. But those at least look sweet. Like the, the Adidas three stripes on both shoulders. So, like, I wouldn't be against that. Like, I think that looks sweet. But, like, yeah, the three over here is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, guys, that's all we have. It is President's Day, Monday, February 15th. So by Tuesday, February 16th, we'll probably have two new strikers, a new left winger, and a brand new jersey to talk about. Right now, guys, this is it. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Put on your loons. Peace.